Hey everybody, it's Angie Atkinson, Certified Life Coach, and today at QueenBeing.com we're going to discuss why and how you keep getting sucked back into a relationship with a narcissist. Let's get started. So like I said, my name is Angela Atkinson. I'm a certified life coach, an author, and a survivor. You can learn more about narcissism and narcissistic abuse recovery at queenbeing.com. You can get a free five-day fear-busting e-course that I designed specifically for narcissistic abuse survivors at NarcissistAndTheSupportCoach.com or check out any of my books at BooksAngieWrote.com. So let's just get into it. Do you ever ask yourself what's wrong with you? Why do you keep going back to the narcissist? Do you wonder why you miss him so much when he was clearly so terrible for you? Or she? Do you ever wonder why he or she won't just leave you alone? Believe it or not, uh, you're not alone. These are some of the biggest questions I hear from readers and coaching clients and viewers as they work through their various narcissistic abuse recovery programs. I mean, almost always when you finally do gather up the nerve to end a toxic relationship, you know, you're going to be faced with a rocky road at first. Now, most narcissists will try to get your attention again after you've been separated, whether that's immediately or after a period of time. And in many cases, survivors of narcissistic abuse will tell you that they do get sucked back in from time to time, sometimes for years, over and over again. Uh, speaking of sucked in, let's remember that narcissists love to hoover you. It's, you know, when they feel like they've lost control of you anyway. And just to remind you, the hoovering technique was actually named after the famous um, vacuum cleaner company, and it's just one of the many common manipulation tactics that are um, employed by abusive toxic narcissists. It's kind of when a narcissist sucks his victim back into the relationship or some version of it. It often begins innocently enough, sort of subtly at first, but it always happens with one target, um, you know, to regain control. That's always the goal of the situation. Hoovering usually begins after the devalue and discard phases, and that's when the silent treatment has just stopped working to give the narcissist the kind of supply that he wants, uh, or when he's ready for more of the supply that you've been feeding him all these months or years. You know, or it'll start when you've left the narcissist and he's afraid you won't come back. The idea is that he wants to suck you back in. He needs to reestablish contact with you in order to get that narcissistic supply that you have proven to be so good at providing in the past. Oh, let's not forget the love bombing of it all. So we all know love bombing is um, often happens at the very beginning of a relationship with a narcissist, whether you're with a male or a female, uh, they may seem to just be instantly your soulmate. They may seem to be the person you've been waiting for forever and suddenly what happens is that you end up finding yourself uh, in this relationship with someone you don't even really know because they've they've showed you you know and I think we all do that at the beginning of relationships we all show each other our best selves right but the difference between you know always showing up with your makeup on you know or never farting in front of each other <laughs> the, the difference between those types of little little hidden things about people which are totally normal um, you know to have a, a makeup free face at home or or to have a little gas here and there or whatever it is you know um, 
when you get to that place where normal people start to let it out a little bit, that's when the narcissist begins to show his true colors and you wonder what the hell happened to that guy. But I've done a whole other video on that. You can check that out on my YouTube channel. All right, moving on. So what if you're the one trying to get back together with a narcissist? How do you deal with that, right? If you're the one trying to reconnect, you're probably experience a great, experiencing a great deal of emotional abuse right about now, right? It's exactly the type of thing the narcissist enjoys because, you know, they love to be pursued. They want to know that they're wanted and needed. We all love that, but with a narcissist, they play these messed up mind games with you as they're doing that. So you'll repeatedly go through the devalue and discard phases, peppered with brief episodes of reprieve in which you almost kept catch little glimpses of the person you once knew or the person that you thought you knew the initial love bomber as it were so if you think about it you know the psychology of people who have been abused by narcissists can be so altered by that abuse that their reactions to things that happen in their lives you know the reactions become not normal for lack of a better word so what does that mean exactly well Let's talk about puppies. We all love puppies, right? All right, stick with me. It's not as crazy as it sounds. I'm going to tell you a little story, boys and girls. Uh, <laughs> the happy puppy and the biting puppy. So let's say you were out and you wanted to buy a puppy. You find this totally cute group of little pups, a little litter somebody has, you know, maybe out in front of the pet store or whatever. And they're like, hey, free puppies. I like a free puppy. Of course, no puppies free because they cost a lot of money for vet and food, but that's a whole other video. All right. <laughs> but, you know, here you are. You're looking at this amazing group of little puppy dogs, and you're ready to make a choice, right? So one of these puppies seems totally happy and friendly, and, you know, when you hold out your hand, he sniffs it and offers up a little doggy kiss. Totally good. Another puppy maybe seems a little stressed, to say the least, and when you hold out your hand, maybe he bites your finger, you know, and he draws blood in the shape of his little tiny puppy teeth. Well, a normal response would be to take the happy puppy home and never think of that biting puppy again. Well, someone who has experienced narcissistic abuse may find herself or himself going back to the biting puppy and hoping for different results, right? So that person might think, I can fix this puppy. I can help this puppy because nobody's going to love this puppy, but I can love this puppy. And so they might get their fingers bitten over and over again and eventually their arm or whatever, um, as opposed to just going with the puppy that was already obviously a better choice. The fact is that it's normal for us as humans to move toward pleasure and away from pain because listen, you know, think about this. Just think about on a, on a body level, right? Pain in your body is a warning sign that something is wrong. You see what I'm saying? So pain in your life is also a warning sign. You know, emotional pain is a warning sign for you that something is wrong in your life. It is not, you know, when you become emotionally devastated or you become emotionally disconnected, you know, or you're in emotional pain, like I'm sure that so many of us are when we're in these relationships. I know this from my own experience. You know, you're either in pain or you're numb or you're going through one of the good parts where it's the love bombing phase and everything's okay again, right? But <laughs> in these situations where these cycles go on and on over and over again, you're, you're, something's wrong and it's time for you to, you know, take a moment and look at that. So along the same lines, let's, let's get back to the dogs for a minute, okay? So think about the stories you've heard about dogs who stay loyal to owners when they hurt them. Why would a dog do that? Well, it's because of programming, okay? The training and conditioning that you instill into your dog or a dog, along with their need to look to their pack leader for guidance, right? But how is that relevant to a narcissistic abuse situation? Well, the fact is that if you're going to voluntarily return 
to someone who has abused you, uh, you've experienced a similar kind of conditioning. And kind of like the dog, or even like hostages who experience Stockholm Syndrome, you might find that you become addicted to the need to please the narcissist, or the need to find out if he or she is okay, or even the need to get some of that coveted positive attention if that's what you've been deprived of by the narcissist. Now, what I mean is like the little glimpses of the person that you thought you got with in the first place, right? And, and, and when you get, you know, you catch a little bit of that, you see that cute smile again, or you look in those beautiful blue or green or black or brown eyes or whatever, you know, whatever it is that, that drew you in, when you can get a tiny glimpse of it, it kind of brings you back, at least on a certain level, right? And then just like that poor little dog who's beaten by its owner and stays loyal, the narcissist will use fear, which in the case of a toxic emotional abuser, this is like the beating, right? Uh, and and I, when you've gone no contact or when you threaten to go no contact and he believes you or she believes you, the narcissist will reach deep into the toolbox of manipulation. And guess what? Here comes your biggest fear. And honestly, listen to me. This is everybody's biggest fear, whether we admit it or not. The biggest fear is being utterly, desperately alone in the world. And I'm not talking about necessarily just physically. I'm talking about, you know, in this emotional sort of empty land, wasteland situation. Because what you, what has happened to you as you go through the relationship with a narcissist is that systematically the narcissist removes your support system from you. All of the people that you were once close to, suddenly there's this barrier between you and them. If you do remain close to anyone, then hold on to that person because this is maybe your lifeline, okay? But what the narcissist is always doing is looking for ways to scare you in or manipulate you into staying in that position of being his or her narcissistic supply, okay? It's, it's a very difficult place to be. But in a way, you have to recognize that that feeling of obligation and almost desperation that you feel when you're away from your abuser, it isn't real. What do I mean by that? Well, let's talk about this. This is pretty ugly. It's the ugly truth. Maybe you keep going back because you're scared that the narcissist was right about you. Okay, so what does that mean? Well, the bottom line is that the reason you want the aver- you know the abusive jerk or snot face back, <laughs> even though you, he or she put you through absolute hell, is because of the idea of being alone, the pain that that causes you of being alone, abandoned, helpless, worthless. That's so much worse in your mind than the actual abuse. And so many of us who get stuck in relationships with narcissists have various abandonment issues, whether it's from our parents or our first loves or our, you know, teachers who didn't pay attention, whatever it is, we have issues, you know, that want, that make us want to do, to hold on to people, make us want to do better with our lives. Okay. So something to consider. Now, sometimes Having someone with us who seems to have all the right answers, like a narcissist always does, especially when they're in the, you know, <laughs> the place that they are, you know, someone who, someone who keeps you right on the edge of sanity, well, it just feels like home. And this is especially true when you've been in any sort of toxic relationship for any amount of time, okay? Now, that is where we all sort of figure out where our places are in the world, right? It's the part of us that makes us attractive to narcissists in the first place. That 
is what makes them attractive to us as well because they can sort of seem like what we've always wanted someone who's sure about everything someone who you know can be our hero our savior well of course that's until we discover they've secretly been consuming our souls when we weren't looking one bite at a time right before you know it you're left spinning and feeling empty how do you get over it how do you get over that need to keep going back to the narcissist well, you got to change your mind, okay? Now listen to me. I know it sounds oversimplified. I know it. Um, but I swear to you, if you change your mind and you literally decide, decide, choose in your mind that you don't need this person, whether he's a he or she's a she, you will eventually get there, even if you have to fake it a little at first, right? So let's talk about the law of attraction. You know, whatever your religion is, whatever your form of spirituality is, the law of attraction is a universal law, okay? And you can call it whatever you want to call it, but the matter, the, the fact of the matter is that whatever you're putting out there into the world, you know, you're getting back threefold or tenfold or whatever you want to say. Your energy definitely um, affects your life, your your choices, your your thoughts, your intentions, okay? So one thing that I suggest is using the law of attraction to your advantage by using a simple to remember mantra or affirmation that you repeat to yourself anytime you have feelings or thoughts that make you want to go back to the narcissist, right? And if you have to, you know, maybe create a little narc resistance file where you write down all of your reasons for leaving uh, and staying away and make sure you're very honest with yourself because listen, nobody needs to see it. Uh, just a little tip from me to you, I have Evernote on my phone and I love it because I use it for writing blog posts when I'm out in the world. I, you know, of course with Evernote, you can use it anywhere. This is definitely not a paid endorsement and I didn't even intend to talk about this, but whatever you need, find yourself a little, you know, and, and if you're worried about, you know, if you're still in the relationship with a narcissist and you're working on ways to get out, you know, maybe you want to get one of those little, um, you know, behavior diaries or, you know, even one of the kid, kid-friendly, you know, diaries that have the lock on it that you can hide in your phone or whatever. Or just get yourself a little notebook, right? No one needs to see it. Just write down all of the things that you're going away for. In fact, uh, I have a video over on YouTube called 103 Things You No Longer Have to Put Up With When You Go No Contact. That might be some good motivation for you as well, okay? Um, anyway, so let me ask you a question as I'm about to close out this video. Have you ever experienced a desire to reconnect with a narcissist after you've separated from him or her? If you have, would you please share your thoughts and experiences in the comments and let's discuss it. Um, this is such a commonly asked question in my support group, which is SPAN, uh, S-P-A-N, uh, support for people affected by narcissistic abuse in relationships. Uh, you can learn more about that at queenbeing.com slash SPAN. Um, it's free, it's online, it's totally confidential. Uh, so anyway, it's a, well, like I said, one of the biggest questions I get and just one of the things that we all want to know, why do we want to go back when we've been so horribly emotionally devastated by these people? This is it, my friends, this is the reason and this is what, you, remember one last thing before I close out. One of the things that I always say and that is so true is that educating yourself about this stuff is the first step to correcting it in your life because when you know what you're dealing with, and you know that you're not the crazy one. He's not the, you know, he, he or she, the, the narcissist is the person with the problem. You're not crazy. Even if they tell you you're crazy, you're not, you're just trying to fix things. And look, you're not alone. So join that span group if you want, or go visit uh, booksangiewrote.com and check out my books. Uh, all of them are under $5. Um, 
tips, free tips, resources, and tools at queenbeing.com on uh, narcissism and narcissistic abuse recovery. Uh, and of course, don't forget my free five-day five day email course at NarcissismSupportCoach.com, which was specifically designed for narcissistic abuse survivors. All right. So this is all I have for right now. Um, stay tuned later today when I will be producing another episode of Go Ask Angie. Uh, otherwise, I will see you next time.